What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. Your host here, Monster D-Face, for you guys another banger. We've been back to back to back, and we're not dropping a beat. We're here once again here. I got my two hosts with me. We got Life of Panda SBG. As usual, we're going to kick it off with the boy Panda. What's up, brother? Hey, man, it feels good to be consistent. I'll be honest. Especially, look, I feel like life has been more consistent recently because we haven't had any major tournaments kind of slowing things down. But, hey, we're back. We're here, and we're pumping them out. SPG, how you feeling? Hey, I'm ready. It's the new season. Been gaming a lot this week. It's been feeling mm-hmm. good, so I'm ready to dive in. Let's get get after it, boys. Yeah, absolutely. And just talking about, yeah, off-season being, like, also good just in general. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Not having the pressure of travels and seasons and literally trying to create th- this hardcore schedule to keep up with comp season is very nice to get a little bit of downtime. We get downtime. Pro players don't, and that's something that we've always talked about, and it'll probably a, probably be a topic on this uh, podcast for some time for the years and months to come uh, because we've already got the new placement cup, divisional cups, basically cash cup schedule. The players have not gotten a break, not to mention as well third-party stuff on the horizon. We'll break it all down. We'll talk about everything in today's episode. So we are going to kick it straight off. The new season has arrived, and with that, more communication coming out of Epic on where they are with the new season as far as shaping it up for competitive. That's what we're really going to focus on right now. So SBG's got some of the articles in front of us to go ahead and get us all caught up to date, but the one that stands out to me the most is for sure what's coming this weekend, that placement cup. So if you are a fan of Fortnite, if you want to watch some competitive Fortnite this weekend, I'm assuming we're going to see some pretty sweaty games. But go ahead, SBG, take me to uh, some of those new updates. Yeah, so like you mentioned, this season is very new. Almost everything that we're seeing has not been done the past couple of seasons. There's no preseason, so arena reset right away. You can jump right in it, get into those games. But... The big one is these divisional cups, starting with a placement cup to put you in whatever division you deserve to be in. So there's three different divisions, contenders for anyone that reaches contender in arena. And then if you reach top 1000 in the placement cup, you're going to be playing in the challenger cups. And if you're one of the elite few, you get to play in the elite cup. And those are the top 200 duos. So there's like three levels. And we kind of have this regular weekly rank system with a tournament on Wednesday, tournament on Friday for these place, not placement cups, divisional cups. Then, like we're used to, there's a closed lobby, 50 duos, 100 players, every Saturday, every region, playing for money. And one of the big changes is they threw the earnings per uh, placement out to 40th in all divisions. So pretty much everyone earns money if you're making these top 50 weekly finals every Saturday. Right, and they're putting players through, again, a, a bit of a longer gauntlet, one that's going to chisel down the teams and to create a little bit of consistency. What I did want to say is Epic completely stole Open Scrib's entire rank system, by the way, and I'm so salty about that. <laughs> so salty about that. Took the name Elite Cup. Took our rank names, challengers, contenders, opens. I am so salty. I had to let it out. But besides that, whoever came up with the naming, I would love a check in the mail. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so they came up with this really cool name. Wonder where they got it from. Sounds great. I know it's going to be very well received. Wonder why. Um, 
<laughs> and and then they come up with this great tournament track. We got to give huge, in my opinion, and and we can get all opinions here. So, but I'm gonna kick it off. I think huge kudos to them. Huge, uh, huge thumbs up for me at least with the way that they are positioning this to play out throughout the season because we start off with of course parsing out our player base but then as you play week to week you kind of pick up where you left off you don't have to go back to square one you have effectively solidified yourself in a in a bucket with other top tiers and then you continue to work your way on as you continue to enter into the tournament stages so you kind of continue to pick up where you left off which also allows a player to sort of track their progression it's it's a rank system without having a rank badge next to your name in arena and stuff like that instead it really allows you to say hey like this week i only got to climb up to like challengers uh next week you know as i go through my stages again can i break out of challengers can i get to those top additional percentages so i can get to the elite cups or get to the, the finalist lobbies etc um which to me is pretty cool because like you said it's brand new we've never seen anything like this and the space clearly needed some better structure. Uh, Panda, what are your what are your thoughts on them trying to do something more competitive? Raw thoughts are very positive. The only issue I have right now is the lack of communication around the prizing, and 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 this is minute, right? Because realistically, we know everyone sitting here on this podcast right now that the prizing is going to define to the community whether this whole experiment is a success or it is a failure, right? Because let's be honest, they removed cash cups for this. So while I think this is a more creative way, a new flow, like just a new idea to bring to the competitive scene to, to uh, distribute cash to the best players, I also think if the prizing isn't up to snuff, right? Like maybe it is cash cup prizing again. You know how the community is going to react if it's the same as Cash Cups. Um, if it's if it's not somewhat equivalent to like a small FNCS, like a West FNCS and prizing for Europe, this community is going to riot. My, and I, go ahead. Go ahead no, no, take it, take it, take it. And I, I agree with that, especially because we don't have an FNCS this season. So this is where everyone's looking to is like this is the main competitive structure for the season and like you mentioned if they treat this like a three-day cash cup essentially is what it is and give it cash cup prizing people are going to be like are, are we serious we have no solo cash cups we have a three-day duo cash cup but at the same time if this kind of gets like a fncs treatment or at least something larger than more than a cash cup People are going to be excited because this is a seven-week seasonal ranking structure for mm -hmm. Fortnite. And we could see something, essentially, I saw uh, somebody mention, you could even just put a number next to your name in-game, maybe down the line of like, this is my quote-unquote PR for the season. I've done this well in these cups. And that would honestly mean a lot more to these players than you know, a couple hundred bucks by placing because they just want to be the best. And that's honestly what these guys are about. And I love that idea. No one in the space has really, I, I guess, brought that up, which I think is pretty cool. Imagine if, uh, I don't know, the Fortnite tracker or even a practice server, any any like kind of legitimate entity that, that caters to the Fortnite competitive space just says that, hey, at the end of the, at the end of this season, we're going to just maybe host a mini competition. Who can have the best average placement and maybe reward those players because at the very end someone's going to be um as far as their their cumulative 
and, and aggregate scores go, someone's going to be the best. Someone's going to be the most consistent player after all of these divisional cups. Now, and that's, that's uh, to me, again, one of the pros and cons of this. Uh, one of the cons is, of course, we always talk about calendar days, calendar space, and no time for downtime. They, they are taking what was, again, a problem in the past, really long potential tournament sessions and drawn out tournament sessions, which create a lot of stress on our players. And they're kind of amplifying that. This is not only an extended season of sorts because it's going to go well towards, like you said, the uh, the holiday season uh, kind of change, if you will. But it, but it's also uh, pretty pretty stressful. It's, it's a high level of competition for multiple days every single week. You almost get no time to take a break because in between all that, we'll get, of course, our, our average pop-up stuff that comes through and of course the third parties that come around with big tournaments or maybe there's a flyout opportunity because lands are starting to pop up seemingly um everywhere speaking of which i don't have this on the on, on our notes but i'm gonna add it here um that player annoying that he sometimes participates in twitch rivals tournaments he actually just tweeted out that he's hosting a two hundred thousand dollar land and if anyone in california is willing to travel to it or something like that uh hit them up really weird i dm'd them though i was like hey man you, you need a production partner or something like that you know <laughs> love to know more about what you're working on you know what i mean i'm super curious but um yeah so there's there's definitely stuff bubbling which is which is super cool and that could be like a zero build tournament or something like that but like pro players like playing zero builds there's money there too we see it happening on a regular basis so yeah my concern is there's no space for anything else to kind of live and one other thing I want to mention is this seems like a test for what we're going to see next year. We always talk about how Epic loves to to test things. And right now we have no idea what the competitive structure is going to look like next year. We saw Valorant, Rocket League. They all announced what's going on, Apex, what's happening next year. We're still waiting for Fortnite. What are they going to do next year? And this looks like, okay, if this works this well. Be, this could be a format. This could be a track. Yeah. This could be mm -hmm. a lead-up lead, lead up system to, you know, you place in the top 50 weekly finals. You get X amount of, like, PR, quote-unquote, from those weekly finals. Then you play in, like, a regional LAN or something like that. I don't know. That would be sick, though. That, that's what I was just thinking. I was like, what if this is the test format, right, to see how, how can we get these players uh, to be as consistent as possible? What's that quality of lobby look like at the end when we gather all those scores? Is there new players popping into the ecosystem? Because I think that's what they're always going to kind of define as a metric. Like, can we see new faces come into the to the space too, right? That's kind of creates the excitement. Um, and, you know, Fortnite loves their inclusivity. Uh, with that, I can see them hosting regular invite-only kind of situations too. That, that would be insane if we got to that point. Or maybe it's just another remote land, right? We, we put them all online. We still invite them only, and we build something great. But there's there's a lot of potential there. Well, and let me add to this, because I think long-term, that is something that is very achievable, and it's very achievable for them to do within their own property. And what I mean by that is, for those at home that don't know, we've talked about it, uh, again, probably over a year ago now on the podcast, but uh, Epic Games is building out a new uh, home, right, for their HQ. And it's consuming a very large amount of land and carry. I actually drove by it the other night. Uh, un, like, it was not my intention, right? We went to Dave & Buster's uh, with a few friends to have some fun. And we drove by it. And to, to look at what they've done, like, they've leveled the whole mall that used to be there. And the amount of space that they have is insanely overkill. Which leads me to believe that they have future plans 
to create production spaces within that that realm. Like, yeah. there's no other reason they would need that much space. So long term, what you guys are saying is very achievable, especially if they bring on an in-house staff and you just fly talent to their studio for, for stuff like that and then fly people in regionally. Maybe they could have Blast do like an EU. They host it. NA, that sort of deal. Which, let's not forget, they own Unreal Engine. So they're probably going to have the most advanced, if not just like top-tier, incredible uh, space available to utilize the technology that they are actively developing, um, which yeah. is, that was their success long before Fortnite became more of their success. Just don't forget that. Games are built on Unreal Engine. And they make, I don't know what that money looks like, but it has to be some kind of passive revenue off of all the titles built on it. So that's pretty, that's pretty incredible. So the, again, and this is just the beginning of what we saw from the competitive blogs, right? SBG had the placement cup, this divisional system that's starting to come out, but then there's more, then there's the communication. And this to me is where it really starts to raise eyebrows and really has, uh, you know, ruffle the feathers, if you will, of some of our competitors and, and community members in a space, which was interesting to me. I didn't think we were going to get a negative response from some of our player base from this, but essentially Fortnite competitive releases official statement banning particular hardware from being used. And that particular hardware that was most highlighted was something called the Zen, Cronus Zen, which we all talked about very lightly over the last couple of years. I, I sparingly, again, communicated about this product to our fan base because Covering the news is also promoting the, the 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 topics too, right? So we are very particular of what we talk about. And I, as a as a community leader, as a voice on this podcast, thousands of listeners that come through this chain every day. Last thing I want to do is teach more people how to find a cheat or just be curious about it, because not everyone that listens to this podcast is probably a great apple. I'm sure we got a lot of dudes out there that are willing to cheat the first chance they get. So with that being said, I didn't talk about this, but now Epic has officially created a stance against it. Um, and this has caused a little bit of an uproar, but I think it's it's for sure more good than it is bad in this kind of instance. Um, SBG, do you have the article in front of you or is there something that you can uh, reference yeah, so there? It, it was a simple uh, tweet. They just basically said, the Cronus Zen and the Cronus Max are now bannable. If you click on their link, it brings you to their support page. Why am I receiving a restricted hardware warning? Basically says you get one chance. You turn your game on with one of these things plugged in. It'll pull up a warning and it says unplug it, restart. If you try and do this again or bypass it, you're gone. Not like a temporary ban this is now a permanent ban from fortnite if you try and use one of these two things so they're not messing around clearly something that they implemented in this new season can detect these things and they are saying this is no longer going to be played around with in our game do you believe and them yeah yes okay you want to know why <laughs> i was just asking <laughs> who got uh, banned day, day one <laughs> a ton of people tweeted out this this picture and they're like what is this Ooh. because they didn't read right so they're like wait why am i why am i getting this and just full exposing themselves several now the interesting thing was there were several pros that tweeted it and deleted it i wish i was collecting a list mm. throughout the day that is interesting because it, it plays um, into two parts are you memeing were you ignorant to the you? fact that this was out there but now also 
you're part of the bucket of uh, potential cheaters. You know, like that is very, very interesting. Well, and to add to it, um, it does look like it's not fully detectable because some people behind the scenes from from uh, anonymous sources have come forward and said that they know people that still actively have a way around using it. But most of the people that they knew that used it have been warned. So I think, I think those guys are blowing smoke, man. Dudes do so? anything. Man, listen, people people love to hate and they love to, you know what I mean, create the perception of Fortnite's dying. Let's just not forget there are people that that is their sole mission is to get online and add more fuel to the furnace like just keep yeah, the just fire YouTube, keep uh, the comments. fire rolling man yeah you know there's just people like that um last week's entire conversation and, and all that stuff that we talked about with the uh the whole again weird situation that came about of someone trying to basically power abuse their position it's kind of the it falls all within the same vein you know haters doing weird stuff acting like you know more than you do uh, we, we see it all the time. I, I genuinely think that if it is detectable and people were, again, genuinely receiving warnings, then there's there's no shot they figured out a way around it just yet. There's like very, very little chance in my opinion um, because it's pretty clear that it took them it took them a while to get to this point to finally make a stance on it and have a solution. Uh, we're talking well yeah. over a year. So whatever that entire process looked like it took a while and they allowed this thing to fester because they didn't have a, a solution if you will so i i really find a, there's a slim chance someone found a, a way around it well i don't think they necessarily like went in and found a way around it i think and this is just based on what i've seen right i think maybe there's some scripts that are detected and some that aren't maybe stuff that isn't as impactful right isn't as lock on and and actually make an impact right but i mean who knows I, none of us work on like the the tech side of things but you know for fortnite to put out a stance like this they've been working hard on it and uh i mean we've known that that they are not a fan of it right mm -hmm. we've even watched them on broadcast take out people's names because they have zen in the name right in a broadcast so we know that it's something they've been watching closely, so it's nice to see them finally strike on it. And honestly, last point, man, oh man, did talking about the Zen do good for my numbers on YouTube Shorts and TikTok? That's all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> oh, really? Okay, you yeah, were like, milking, you were like, milking it. <laughs> oh, listen, I was sharing the news with the people. Listen, that's good. That's 50, good. Like 15k on uh, TikTok and like 60k on YouTube Shorts. I'll take it. Good, good. Cool. Well, yeah, we we take those numbers. That's amazing uh, growth and and progress right there. Hey, you, you got to find your, your ends and, and just just keep wedging, you know, just keep wedging. Mm -hmm. Get in there. So that, that's well played. Um, it, this this does remind me, though. Remember, let's not forget that we're talking about the same company that just removed double movement from in the game because people just figured out a way to be more, uh, just be a little bit better than the players in the game. And that wasn't anything egregious by any means, but that led to more hardware, developing the tools needed for that as well. So... I wonder how far are they going to take hardware uh, performance enhancers, uh, that being the keyboard companies that do it, the mouse companies that um, set up these weird mouses. Like, we've all seen the Thanos hand mouse glove. I'm sure there's some pros and cons to some of these devices. Um, how far is a benefit 
or an enhancement to your performance that that then warrants them to say, hey, we're not allowing that in competitive play anymore. Um, this is the beginning. And there's been a number of things like that. Pros were told you, you can't use double movement at uh, the Invitational, so they've all stopped using that. So it, there's been some back and forth on things like that. Uh, if you guys don't have anything else, I just want to recap the rest that's been in this blog post. Yeah. Um, and then we'll throw it on to the next topic because we got a lot. First, late game, it's been removed. They want to bring it back, but they want to bring it back in the full form without any issues. They say later this season, they'll bring back late game with quick cups, cash cups, and late game arena to play with. There'll be a ton of zero build tournaments. It's duos and squads this week. So Wednesdays and Fridays are duos and then Saturdays are zero build squads. We have console competitions. Saturdays going to be the PlayStation thing. Uh, what, what's up, Monster? I wanted to jump in that. This this kind of goes into that conversation like I talked about. They have taken the competitive calendar and filled it up with this amazing divisional cup. But like I said, there's a lot of people that enjoy zero build too. And you hear the dates. They're throwing out the same date. So like you have to choose now, right? If you want to go and play zero build competitions, which for some, much more fun because it's it's a little bit, it's a different environment. It's new. Let's let's call it the new kid on the block, right? He's cool to hang out with. They they want to they they're they're having fun, right? So it, it's it's put on the same days as the divisional and placement cups and that entire schedule. So th there's like becoming before there was no room. Now there's zero room for any communities, right? The zero build and the the regular competitive comps uh, uh, seem to kind of live. On the calendar space, if you will. Well, and this week's a perfect example because we have the Cypher PK Cup tomorrow. Then we have the place or the first round of the PlayStation Cups for two days on the 22nd and 24th. And then we have uh, the Placement Cup on Saturday. And then there's the Queasy Cup, which we'll talk about here in a second on Sunday. So this is the first week of the season, and there is already five different tournaments that people can play in. Normally, we have a two-week preseason with nothing. <laughs> right. This is a big change. Um, And there's going to be the Console Champions Cup like they normally continue to have. So in addition, if you, you got a PlayStation, you can play in the PlayStation Cup plus the Console Champions Cup. And this is the interesting one. I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but creator-made island competitions. Mm -hmm. uh, they said, this year we've been gradually testing creator-made islands with various competitive experiences. In addition, we'll be experimenting with more competitions on creator-made islands this season. So we've seen like the finest 1v1s. They're doing those competitions. I'm excited to see because we saw creative jump up to a hundred players allowed. I don't think anyone's made a map with that, that you can actually load a hundred in, but now you're allowed to. And that'll be interesting to see what creative map tournaments we have coming up in the future. And, you know, we're no strangers to working with different clients and entities that want to do cool stuff in creative. Uh, before it was capped to 16, there's a new way in creative as well. I can't speak too much on it because I don't, I don't know the details, but with the expansion of the not only the player base, the way it's all loaded and the way the memory is basically dissected and things like that, there's more that creators can do. Before they were limited to the certain memory, memory threshold, but the way it's loaded or parsed out now allows for more to be done, which is pretty cool. Um, and I think it's still seamless as well, which is, of course, always 
the go-to goal, right? You want to have this huge accessible world and stuff like that but it has to flow it has to be almost seamless no load screens etc uh but yeah apparently there are some huge developments there in creative and i mean dude i can outright say we've done we've done activations with clients and map builders charge anywhere from 10 to forty thousand a map i can only no joke no joke i can only guess their prices are going to go up. Their demand is going to be even more valuable. And creators are making a living right now within Fortnite in particular. I'm not sure if you saw this, but some creators are selling assets that they're building in the game as almost packages that you can download. And Fortnite allows it, I'm assuming, because it's, a, it's like dev work. They're allowing you to essentially work within an Unreal. It just so happens to be dressed up in a Fortnite uh you know skin essentially it's really all it is it's working with unreal and uh, to add to that they've talked about how in creative 2.0 that is a huge goal for them to actually have a marketplace yes. for them to distribute those assets too so uh we didn't get creative 2.0 at the launch of this season so there's only one season left here in the year meaning that december most likely is when we're going to see creative 2.0 and we'll see that marketplace as well so i'm pumped I got a, I got myself and a few boys behind the scenes may or may not be ready to uh, take on the challenge hey man. of Creative 2.0. Start now. Start yeah. now. The, a lot of the same uh, functionality will carry over. 2.0 is just going to unlock more functionality, bigger maps, probably more memory, more dedicated uh, server space, essentially, or something like that. But yeah, again, I, I really wanted to touch on that. It's, it's something that I've been following closely because I absolutely admire the space and I would love to have this skill set. Some of y'all, and you guys may know too, I, I dabble with Unreal because I'm so interested. I wish I was good at it. And the only way you can get good at it is dump hours. And I probably got like, no lie, anywhere from 20 to like 30 or so hours on that thing. And I'm a surface level robot. It, it's, a, it's a very complex uh, uh, program. And, but I've already managed to just do cool stuff on my own. And that's just through YouTube tutorials. So I can only imagine these guys that live on here are pouring thousands of hours in. Man, people are going to really be able to continue to build careers out of this. And I, I love that. Epic is really um, opening that stuff. But anyways, we're getting a lot of sidetrack stuff here. Let's get back on the track. Let's talk more stuff that we, we want us to cover today. Um, we briefly hinted at the fact that Cypher PK's cup is in the game. He has a Icon Series skin, the latest addition to the Icon Series um setup in, in lineup of, of skins that's dropped in the game first takes an issue takes one to ten let's rate it i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna give it an 8.8 i think cypher pk looks good i like the the kind of uh i don't know what to call it kind of a gladiator vibe he's got going yeah. on with the mechanic arm um i got real like mortal kombat-esque vibes dude jacks in in like his kind of um his form there what, what do you think about it panda uh, favorite so far. Oh, in my really? Opinion. Yes. And what I what I mean by that is it's almost it's probably one of the closest skins to who he actually is, in in multiple ways. It looks like he actually because I feel like and this is just speculation, but Epic hands the creator resources and they're like, look, this is what you can do with this skin. Make it your own. Do whatever. And I feel like a lot of creators are like, okay, just sprinkle in this and we're good. Cypher seemed to had uh, have dedicated lots of time to sit with them, 
to to try and and get them to understand his vision and what he wanted and and put the elements that he needed for it to be a successful skin into it into it and that's why i think it's so one-to-one who he actually is i mean from everything to you got the muscle build right which was a huge story that he had recently you have the oni mask which has been a huge part of his brand now oni studios and then he has a rap in the game talking about how he's the pk the player killer like this is him like all these things are are reminiscent of who he actually is which is why in my opinion the number one rated icon skin i'm gonna give it a 9.2 fire oof spg all right you guys set in a high standard yeah i would probably go somewhere somewhere eight to nine um for all the reasons you just mentioned i mean the base level it looks like him like literally just him chilling and some of them don't necessarily look like the person that they're supposed to be, or at least not as close as this cipher skin. So I, I really like it. I'm hoping I can get it for free by winning that tournament, but nice. we'll see. Yeah, fire. Uh, and again, guys, if you haven't checked out what Cypher PK has been up to, I mean, he he hasn't stopped creating Fortnite content. Some of y'all might, you know, that that's that's a layup. You know that, but you know, for those of you guys that take breaks, kind of hop back and forth. Yep, that boy Cypher PK is still around. And he's now officially in the game, immortalized forever, uh, which is a feat in its own. Again, incredible. And the skin looks cool. It's got, like the others, different variants. You can kind of get the clothed version. You can get him in kind of his, like, cyborg kind of demonic uh, phase, his dragon phase. I don't know what to call it. Um, it, it just looks cool. It's possessed. Is the, the possessed. Term. There it is. The, there, there's the word. His possessed phase. In... <laughs> uh, it just released, and he had a huge announcement, and then that followed with some massive, massive stream success. Um, I mean, he just killed it. It was all timed so perfectly, and it all came together, and again, just a huge W for him. So it's it's been one heck of a week for him, and he even went to Twitter and kind of just went, you know, just a little heart-to-heart with the community, like how surreal it was even for him to finally see this all come to life and him in the game. So it must be such a cool feeling that uh, I don't think any of us here will ever experience. But, you know, we can dream and we can wish. So there's okay, that. Wait a minute. Listen, okay, okay. Panda, gonna, Panda will make here. it there. I've uh, been in the works. My icon skin will be out in eight months, guys. Don't even sweat it. Uh, you're going you're no, to press kidding. a button and Panda's body in-game is just going to physically form into a raging Panda. And it's going to be an entire broken ability. The panda I mean, skin sick. will be a mythic equipable item. Okay, you're just gonna put it on, dude. <laughs> it's gonna well, be... if he gets a trap tower, yeah, that's what I want. Oh, there okay, you go. Let's go ahead and clip this. Yeah. If I ever get an icon skin, that's what I'm getting. I'm getting a a, a charged up mythic. Yeah, charged <laughs> up mythic. It, it, we'll, we'll we'll bake it in. Um, other cool stuff. Talking about just like creator activations. Queasy from EU. This one I didn't see this one coming. I didn't see them platforming queasy giving him a chance here i think he's a stand-up creator someone who holds himself accountable on socials definitely again he's got he's got all the i think all the right things cooking for him and he's he's definitely huge so cool to see him getting an activation in game um i believe this is going to be a trio cup which a, a lot of players love the when we break it up and we get something a little different so svg do you have any more details on the queasy cup that's coming around the corner yeah, it is a Trios Cup, 10K total prize pool. Um, and he gets a locker bundle with it. So the Queasy FNCS champion locker. Um, he said that he was being played over the radio in uh, Fortnite. I haven't heard it myself. So 
I'll leave you guys to go try and find and hear if you could hear him in game. Could be a regional thing. Game. I know, like, you know, Japan has their own radio and they do their own thing and they get features. Um, I mean, it's pretty clear that EU has a, a full separate division um, in the way they even run tournament operations and things over there because laws and stuff are different. So uh, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he's on the EU radio in game, maybe saying something, maybe featuring. Would have been cool to have it on NA2, though, like you said, because. We're so like married, like the EU NA regions um, work in parallel as the two dominant and big regions as far as competitions go. So that is that is very interesting. I would love to see like a regular FNCS champion tournament afterwards too, to kind of like I know these guys obviously get cash, but to give them like a little more of their due is just you know throw these. Every region gets one, you know, percentage of prize pools, all that good stuff. That way you kind of get that extra little boost, which would be cool. They should have a title in-game. Yeah, that I agree with. But one thing I want to add, right? We covered the Somerset Cup a few months back. And it's a very similar style to the Somerset Cup, right? But what was interesting about the Somerset Cup was that it was mentioned as the road to the Invitational. I wonder if that's similar to what this was meant to be, but they scrapped the idea of road to Invitational but this was like part of the pre-planning phase of like who we were going to have doing these cups. That makes sense. And we, we've seen creator cups in the past. Benji fishy had one. Emad GG had one. Um, now we see queasy. I believe Ozzy antics had, a he had a creative like showdown in game when around the time hundred thieves and phase had one in game. So we've seen them dabble with creator activations in game. I really feel like this is the beginning or this is a, just a continuation of that project they started before. It hasn't really stopped. It's been almost seasonal. They pick and choose when they turn these on. Um, my biggest concern with these, and, and this is something I've expressed to some friends over at Epic as well, not even a concern. Um, it's just more of like a, where can we tune in? Where can we watch it? There's no show around this. There, This could be so much more especially in a game and a space like Fortnite where we do not have player coverage, player outlet, who is the player, you know, like like a queasy cup should come with a queasy video and a documentary. And, you know, it could, it could just be so much more. Somerset as well. Like, really, when you look at the, the people chosen for these particular activations in-game, locker skin bundles, they are, they are humans, and they have, most of the time, really cool stories and pretty interesting fans and fan bases that care about them. Um, I can say that about anyone who's had their skin bundle in the game, whether it's Elixir, whether it's, like you said, Somerset. I mean, shoot, 112K had one. It, it could, they could just be so much more. These are our community figures, and we just kind of do something, but it's just a name. There's no face. You don't really know who it is. You don't know much about them. Um, but imagine if they just developed that a little bit more, just a little bit more. Give us a little more. Give us a give us a documentary with it or some kind of interview or I don't know. That's just me though. War tournament. I I feel like they've reserved the stories from the battle bus now for icon skins. I, and I get if that. You notice? Yeah, like it, it makes sense to some extent. Or maybe major tournaments they'll bring them back for those. But um, like stories from the battle bus. Like we're getting a cypher PK one here any day. I don't know exactly when oh, he sure. showed the trailer. Um, on his stream on Saturday. But then there was no date associated with the trailer. So we'll eventually have one. Maybe it'll probably come out the same day as the skin, which is the 22nd. Um, so in two days from when we're recording this podcast. Uh, so check the YouTube then. Um, but 
that's going to be a very exciting story from the battle bus and one that i personally think i'll enjoy and i can't wait to watch for sure and he's got a lot of old footage of him from streaming 10 years ago and stuff like that so it's gonna we're gonna see his journey we're gonna see uh how and where he comes from um manishi yeah. his wife constantly jokes about how she got with him when he was broke and now she owns him now that he's rich <laughs> she he owes he owes her for her sticking around while he was broke is her uh perspective she's hilarious she says some crazy stuff she is um, yeah she, she's she's a crazy one uh so yeah you know like i'm sure we're gonna see a really heartfelt uh story something very much different than a lot of the other stuff we've seen it probably closer in, in tune with like chica's kind of story um but who knows chica has a story of like kind of like almost like an immigrant background i know she's puerto rican and stuff like that but uh, a lot of these families kind of go through those troubles of relocating and learning a new language and there's a lot of parallels there um either way very very interested to see the young cypher pk ali's cup skin and all the video and all the content coming out soon um but i, I will leave you guys with the fact that queasy cups already kicking off in a in a what is a congested start to the season tells me that there's probably so much more that down the line that they couldn't they were just like all right get it out the way because like panda mentioned it does seem like it's probably strung along probably a little too late and they're just they're just fitting stuff in right now because before this would have been downtime two-week break but they dropped that and they are putting stuff out uh to the world there we are Jumping on to a couple other things though, as we start transitioning into the tail end of the podcast, we're going to jump over to a story in OCE. But this is a relevant story. It's an important one. Volks, professional Fortnite player. He's, he's been in his fair share of issues and drama in the past, but this time, I don't know really where to begin with this because this is a norm in our space, what occurred here, and it's a problem. We only get to see this, and we only get to see this thing actioned because it so happened to be caught on live stream, and that is one of our issues that we have in this game. But uh, Panda, I'm going to let you explain what exactly unfolded here because Volks essentially cheated. Yes. So last season didn't even happen this season. Uh, last season, uh, Volks was in a call with Pumpkin and uh, and I believe somebody else. I don't think it was just them two. And he was rotating through and he shot a bush or somebody from a bush was shooting at him. So he shot at the bush and hit the player and pumpkin made some kind of noise. Like it was obvious that it was him that he just shot. And they're like, why? And then he like said, why'd you take my half pot and stuff like that? So Cause they were in a discord together. Yes. Discord call together. And so that happens, right? Which is again, most we, we heard even about Booga. What was that? A year and a half ago. Remember that? Booga was in a call with, oh, I forgot who it was. I think it was Avery. And and Avery went down and he goes, Booga, push that box now. Oh. Push the box and gets right. the but, <laughs> so so this stuff is it has been going on for a while. The problem with this is that it's not just that Epic now caught this later. It's that somebody that lands with them. And they planned on contesting throughout this entire season, took the clip and spam reported it in the Fortnite competitive Discord. So now it's like it's it's in this weird limbo spot, right? Not only because like some uh, a person who is now contesting him used that that information against him, 
But now we also don't know if Volks is going to lose his invitational spot. Which he probably will. Let's let's be honest. The ramifications of having an in-game cheater or cheating accu ac accusation, not only accusation, like just outright proof. Like you yeah. kind of did it. You colluded in the game. It's a problem. Um, you don't want that player at your invitational because the invitational is a list of pretty stand-up individuals, but for the most part, you, you have to be in good competitive standing. We all have seen Aqua banned in the past, right? I'm pretty sure he's on the invitational list to come participate and stuff like that, but he kind of did his couple months, right? Every every If, if you've been banned in the past, you got to kind of get past your, um, your period of not being able to compete officially in-game, and I believe that period is like 60 days after you do the time, or the following next competitive thing is, is the ruling? It depends ruling. on the ban. If it's more than 14 days, you're ineligible for the current FNCS and the following and the FNCS. Next so depending on how this worked out, we have not heard from Volks. He has not said he's been banned, although Looter, who is his duo, has said he's been banned. So gotcha. as close as we can get to Okay, him. okay. See, I didn't know that either. So it does leave for question, is he really banned? He probably is, let's be honest. There's no way Looter is not going to come out and, and say that for no reason because he's probably being directly affected and now he's going to have to go through the list of backups. And again, this is probably all happening behind closed doors currently. Um, but, but think about that. Something you did a month ago is now affecting you today because the guy contesting you had this, this little video, this arsenal on you, and they... they effectively got you in trouble for it it's kind of ridiculous in some way but but it's also warranted because you were definitely cheating right so like like epic's gonna have to come up with another rule set now basically like when do you you know when is it a, a <laughs> when is the timeline effective if you will like you know is there an expiration date on cheating like dude we found out three months ago you did it tell me you didn't you're right there caught red-handed <laughs> like is there an expiration date on this stuff like what the heck yeah, the statue of limitations. Like, when you go. There do you, you go. <laughs> finally get away with your cheating, right? right? Um, and this is a really weird thing because most players do exactly what Volks was doing. Yes. And are in a call with someone they know that is also playing the tournament. And, you know, if it's an open format, there's tens of thousands of people fine okay it's really not that big of a deal technically still cheating but not that big of a deal if it's a closed lobby and you two are in the same call providing information like there's no way you're just not saying things even your reaction gives information to the person as we found out here and then he apologized for shooting the dude like come on that's just it's just silly it is so yeah. silly because they were again they're just candidly hanging out in you know in a discord just having a conversation laughing goofing around some of them do it because it it, it helps them calm their nerves and, and keeps them almost stimulated right while the the game's downtime's occurring before the end game where everyone shuts up and just like you know focuses essentially so it is very much a, a norm of the game we've seen peter bot in call with uh you know his friends again we saw the clip of mira like this happens so regularly there's huge huge just groups and, and discord uh friend groups and they all quite literally play together um back in the day with alpha cord you had you know the vivids and zate and the all the all those guys saf and commandment and stretch like they would all hang out in one singular discord while they compete 
regardless of whether or not they're quote unquote cheating in the game. But like you mentioned, there are hints that you can draw. There's a reason why the broadcast itself has a pretty long delay on it um, because reactions mean something and they can they can play away at um yeah everything that's going on and this is going to be this is going to become something on land i wouldn't be surprised if someone picks apart a moment on land where everyone cheers or, or gasps or like you know what i mean it's gonna play a, a part in what you do and it's gonna affect you and you can draw um from that moment and that's why we've seen it tons of times where people literally especially in call of duty call of duty when search and destroy because you hear the crowd, oh, because you could see the two players about to approach. And that's the warning right there. That's the warning where you're like, oh, Spider-Sense, he's behind me. They, they made a sound. This guy's got to be behind me, right? Or like something weird like that. It'll play the whole thing away. Um, so, yeah, it, it is interesting. I feel like we're opening Pandora's box and Epic's getting into a weird position right now. It is, especially because after this got reported i saw players being like bro i've done this this isn't a big deal it's like bro you're admitting to cheating yeah, you're admitting right to out in the open yep. relax get him get him <laughs> get him out there may not be proof of it but we need to understand as like a competitive player base especially the players epic has now made a stance on this and if you want to continue to sit in discord calls during solo tournaments you are ignoring what the stance is moving forward. So it'll be interesting to see if players decide to heed the warning that they've been given or decide they are above the rules, they're not going to stream the events, and they're going to do this anyway. I, for one, we don't have solo cash cup this season. I'm ecstatic about that. Solo is just the worst game mode out of them all. So now we don't have to deal with any of that. And it's a lot harder to team in game modes or even accidentally team in game modes with multiple players on a team. Cause you just have to communicate between much more people to try and get things under, under a place. And we'll see. I mean, duos have been playing in calls together as well. So it's not like that's unheard of. And let's not forget that Epic's entire, even perspective and take on what griefing is and splitting draw spots and teaming is so just to me off the marker. Like I don't agree with it. There are so many times where I'm like, that's griefing to me. And they're like, nah, bro. But if you think about it, that's a strategy. Right. And like, so what if there's a, an element of strategy? Let's think of the odds here. Odds are that guy's intentionally targeting that guy and he stream sniped him and he had no reason to do it. And, who the hell does that? It just doesn't happen in Fortnite or in a BR. Um, anyways, I won't get into that stuff. I've had my long discussions with internal folk at Epic, and I've been reprimanded in the past, too, for doing stupid stuff or saying certain things on that topic because, uh, yeah, apparently I'm just wrong. But anyways, uh, they have interesting takes, and this is only going to open up what will eventually be, like I said, I think it's just a Pandora's box situation. It's open. We, we can't control it now. People are going to... More people are going to get punished now, right? If, if video proof comes out because they kind of have to act the way they acted with this video proof. You have to punish it. And this is an old clip resurfacing now, being pushed now, and he's getting banned now. And it's potentially going to affect his next month's tournament or two months away from now, November tournament. That's still crazy to me. Still. I feel like it was in the last season. Maybe they should have just let it go. And then maybe just said, hey, moving forwards now, 
something like this will get you banned next season. Don't do it now, right? Instead of like, eh, nah, it makes sense to us. Let's ban him for what he did last season. It just, it just feels weird. One thing we also have to acknowledge is there is so many tournaments, so many players, so many regions that there's just literally no way that Epic right. can see all of this. So unless it gets escalated through a report system, it'll probably just slide under the radar. And likely that is exactly why this was actually actioned on was because it was reported. So you kind of have to do something when this gets shoved in your face and it is somewhat unfortunate that it is like after the fact well like but... i said i i think a fair punishment or not even a punishment was to, a, a fair course of action acknowledge the situation that's what i'm saying acknowledge the situation okay we agree with you this is this is questionable maybe he does deserve to get punished but you know what we're gonna do we're gonna issue a widespread warning so everyone moving forward this is how we're gonna kind of handle this almost like a blanket warning uh, warning shot to everyone like yo boys you've been doing this we're on to you we're, we don't like it and if it gets brought up to us this is your warning you will be in trouble so don't cheat this season you know i think that would have been cool just a, just a widespread course of action but neither here nor there um we're in the situation now he's probably banned like 90 percent ch chance uh been punished according 99. to looter 99 according to looter of course this could be a publicity stunt we've seen a lot of stupid stunts all week long Starting with um, I think Phase Sway, uh, quit Phase Clan supposedly, then joined Phase Clan the next day, and he had all his fans concerned for him because he uh he blackouted his his banner, his profile photo. He made it look like he was going through some tough times essentially, and he had people worried for him. And then he tweeted like, basically retiring from Phase Clan. I've had enough. Something something like that. Something really weird. Uh, and then the next day he releases a dope video like produced by Ghost Energy and FaZe and he's coming back and it was like bruh did you really have to do all that and then let's just not talk about Ninja Ninja I'm so tight just trying to bamboozle everybody left all the breadcrumbs of hints so you know the, the internet's in a weird spot a lot of people do things for attention and the I guess the mystery behind it they're, they're, they're willing to go to extents right the, these lengths if you will to fool you and then come out on top. So Luda could just be fooling us all. That's all I'm saying. Because why not? It's the internet at this point. <laughs> we don't know yep. what's what's real until it's real. Monster, that stuff's got to stop. Like straight up kind of teasing that you have mental health problems or like personal issues to then hype up an announcement. Like that has got to be unacceptable. And I feel mm -hmm. like it's up to us to start calling that stuff out. I agree. I mean, like, and here's the thing, you know, I... Sometimes I get involved, but I'm just like, it, it, it gets close. To me, that gets close to like the things you don't keep on, on or you don't talk about on the internet. What was it like? Politics, money, and you know, some whatever. It kind of, it's, it's starting at this point, the, the conversation around cancer culture and how or what should be policed is getting closer and closer to, hey, your opinion is putting you in the, in, you know, a, a left and right kind of situation. We're getting so divided on the internet based off of simple opinions. And a lot of the time, it's around simple stuff like this, like basic morals, right? I think that, I think that's what we have in common. Just just morally speaking, right? Like, it, it sounds dumb to me. I agree with you. And it should probably, there's a, a lot of more cooler ways you can, you know, get people excited and draw some interest to you. That That right there is probably one of the lowest versions, right? 
But when you start talking about that stuff on the internet, I don't know, man. It just feels like you're just jumping in these weird buckets now. Like I said, I've been tweeting much less and less lately. I just, I just sometimes right now I'm in a weird spot. I'm like, dude, I don't even know what to say anymore. I'm going to get in trouble. I can't even have an opinion. This is, you know, this is dumb. Yeah, like I don't even know where to go with this right now. So I just, I just, I just watch. I'm just watching the bags flow by in the wind, dude. That's all I'm doing. Just gotta kind of sit in my turn, man. That's I how feel I feel. That. That's how I feel. Yeah, I, I just, me personally, I like, I don't want to cancel anybody unless they did something really screwed up. Nah, so let's like, cancel slicker. Cancel slicker. All right, see, that, that's an example of something really screwed up. That's taking hundreds of thousands oh, of dollars from people. But it's just like you don't necessarily have to support those kind of things when they happen and that that's where i'm at not going crazy not saying oh everyone unfollow ninja because realistically that's gonna do literally nothing so yeah i mean yeah. i mean I, I agree uh and, and just talking about that slipper slicker co conversation if you guys are familiar with it great if you're not tune into the practice makes perfect podcast we'll probably go more in depth about what happened there it's a whole drama conversation i'm gonna keep it off the fortnite podcast we preemptively decided we're gonna skip that topic today because it is just it's a pandora's box right it's gonna open up some interesting conversations so yeah tune into uh the next episode of practice makes perfect podcast where we'll have a guest on his name is jacob he runs a production company you guys may know it as grayscale we announced the partnership with him from practice Riverside. he is He's all about cancer culture. He's one who does not hold his tongue. And I think he's going to have some really fun, hot takes. Uh, and, and you're going to enjoy his um, his brutal honesty, if you will. He, he likes to speak his mind. And I think he's going to do that next week. So should be really good. But that's going to conclude this week's episode. We had a great one here. Let's start to uh, wrap things up here. Panda, we'll start with you. Let's start signing out, bro. Hey, listen, it's been a great episode, a quicker episode than in the, the recent one. Yeah, only 55 minutes, don't worry. <laughs> a good episode <laughs> nonetheless. Uh, make sure you follow me on all socials. It's Life W Panda on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, on Twitch and YouTube. It's Life with Panda. YouTube shorts getting monetized. Uh, better believe I'm posting now 20 a day, uh, making my bag. No, I'm just kidding. But three a day, all those platforms. Make sure you're following, staying involved, big stuff coming. SPG, where can they find you? Um, well, first of all, shouts out to Panda for getting me on the shorts train. I've been posting those, been seeing a lot of success. So shorts on YouTube, still doing some longer form videos on YouTube as well. And then as always, been chatting with some folks over at the FN story. If you want to check out some more uh, Fortnite podcast content. Heck yeah, man. Um, as usual, guys, send all your complaints to me at the Fortnite podcast at gmail.com. It's been your boy at Monster D face here on the mic hosting the show today uh i'll see y'all on the next practice makes perfect podcast i'll see y'all on the next Fortnite podcast and then of course on twitter that's just where i'm at as as far as communication lines go so uh yeah we'll see you guys around don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory else peace y'all and also if you made it to the very very last second uh leave an updated review i think it's been a while since you got some nice five stars but yeah continue to boost this up guys thanks y'all peace <laughs>